Do you want to maximize your success with NCUA? Join Mark Trichel as he shares with you the insider's view on passing your exam with Flying Colors. The With Flying Colors podcast is sponsored by Credit Union Exam Solutions by Mark Trichel. If you would like to work directly with the Credit Union Exam Solutions team and receive support to optimize your results with NCUA so you save time and money, visit us at marktrichel.com to find out more. Hey everyone, this is Mark Trichel with another episode of With Flying Colors. I just listened to the entirety of the NCUA board meeting for November, and there's only one item, no regulations proposed or final, and one briefing, the quarterly briefing on the National Credit Union Share Insurance Fund. That briefing typically boils down to one, for me anyway, boils down to one particular slide that I like to take a look at, and I've got it up on my screen here. And I will probably do a LinkedIn post on this, and it will probably be the cover page for this podcast episode. And it is slide nine, where NCUA compares the CAMELS code by asset size. And as I've stated in previous podcasts and elsewhere, in my opinion, CAMELS codes and the high quality of those CAMEL codes are at all time lows. There's no, just like when rates are low, there's nowhere for them to go but up. When CAMEL codes of the one and two variety are as high a percentage as they are right now, there's really nowhere to go but up. And Chairman Harper picked up on that, and this slide actually picks up on that. So I'm going to focus mostly on Camel Code 3s, but one way to frame this up is that there was a 50% increase in Camel Code 3s over a billion dollars in assets. Now, That's kind of a tricky way to say that because there were only four of those last quarter and this quarter, the quarter ending September 2022, there are six. So that's a 50% increase. 50% may overstate it, but it's definitely a trend. There are the same number of camel code threes in the 500 million to a billion category. And there are four more credit unions in the $100 million to $50 million category for code threes. And there are seven more code threes in the $100 million to $100 million category. And the code threes below $10 million in assets stayed the same. So every category went up or stayed the same. The reality is that this trend is likely to continue. It's likely to continue for reasons Chairman Harper pointed out. Liquidity issues are increasing, inflation is increasing, and we have some economic headwinds potentially coming towards the country and towards credit unions individually for the most part. So as far as CAMEL code fours and fives, it uh, looks like there was an increase of one, two, three units total, but all of those were below $100 million in assets. At some juncture, when they do this quarterly report, there will be a code four or a code five that's over a billion dollars, most likely a code four. Code fives are very rare. By the way, a code five by NCUA's definition means if you're a code five, you will likely go away within 12 months if things are not resolved. So the trend is going in that direction. I expect it's going to continue to go in that direction. But if you take a 50% increase on the amount of $1 $1 billion asset size credit unions in one quarter. If you analyze, 
annualize that, that could be a 200% increase. Of course, again, that would be over a year, an increase from six credit unions as a code three over a billion to 14. Uh, if two, if there was an increase of two every quarter. And I think this, I don't want to say this is the tip of the iceberg, but you know, th- the exam process as they go on, as NCUA opens up a new calendar year next year, they're going to go in in the first half of the year, either where they have to go because of the 12-month cycle or where, where they want to go. And where they want to go is going to be where their risk reports are telling them that they should go. So my anticipation is that the next quarterly report, these numbers will get worse. And the next quarterly report, they will get worse, but they're still better than they were in 2017 and 2018. So I don't want you know to say the sky is falling. And as which brings me to another comparison that was made by a couple of board members that don't want to be penny wise and dollar foolish. And they discussed failures. There's a chart where they talk about the handful of failures that happened this year and over time. And a lot of discussion about the fact that two thirds of credit unions that fail have some sort of fraud involved. Now, those are typically smaller credit unions where they don't have the segregation of duties, but they took that opportunity to point out the fact that there are situations where on-site exams are appropriate and necessary and that they expect and see a need for more on-site exams, particularly in the smaller institutions. And the reality is that they pointed out that that's going to impact their budget on travel, which is kind of a hat tip that next month the budget is going to be approved by NCUA. And while the trade groups and some credit unions said, hey, reduce your travel costs, I don't expect that area to be reduced by NCUA in their budget. And that, again, that was a hat tip that that's going to be happening. Another thing that was brought up, and this is kudos to NCUA, they received another clean audit opinion. That's a heavy lift. As you know, if you're over $500 million or under $500 million and opt to get a CPA opinion audit, that takes a lot of staff time. And the, the board was talking about the accomplishments of the ACFO staff for achieving that. And again, that is, that's a good thing for credit unions to see that clean opinion audit. There were also references to a lot of discussion about liquidity. By the way, I have two podcasts that came out this week, the week that I'm recording this, November 17th on liquidity. There's a lot of meat in in those podcasts. If you didn't hear them, I encourage you to do that. I also had a podcast last week on the CLF. All board members refer to the fact that NCUA is hoping to get legislative a legislative fix to help smaller credit unions so that agent agent members of the CLF can join more easily and that the language that was put in place because of the COVID relief were to be extended and or made permanent. That would be a great, great fix if it happens. Should be non-controversial, but again, it takes an act of Congress to achieve that. So we will wait and see what happens there. There was also a reference along the lines of failures being caused by fraud. There was a reference in question about failures being caused by CUSOs. And Chairman Harper referenced uh, uh, Inspector General audit or report that pointed out that CUSOs, there were 11 failures in which CUSOs caused part of the loss and it cost the insurance fund $300 million. I'm guessing he had that on his fingertips because again, he just testified at Congress to Congress and in doing so asked for third party vendor authority. And that's a stat that would be used to help support the need for that. You can 
debate whether or not NCUA needs it. I'll probably have a podcast or some articles on that relative to it, but it's clear that Chairman Harper is very passionate about that and citing that stat actually ties to that. Uh, one more comment as it relates to fraud. You know, I have Waze in my car and when you're driving with Waze, you'll get notifications that, and that's W-A-Z-E, and you'll get notifications that there's cars parked along the side of the road so that you don't hit them. You get notifications that there's something in the road or roadkill, and you'll get the, the standard police reported ahead. What do you do when you hear the police reported ahead? I know what I do. I instinctively slow down. And that reminds me of discussions that I would have at NCUA as it relates to the concept of an empty police car. An empty police car can slow you down. It reminds you of your responsibilities to comply with the law. Part of the NCUA exam and part of the value of the NCUA exam is that when they come on site, you're reminded of the laws and the rules. And if so, if you've got a situation where someone sees the opportunity to commit fraud, that opportunity lessens a little bit if they're reminded that there is an exam going on. And the reality is that part of the examination value is just that. Of course, it goes well beyond that. And of course, there's things that can be done offsite. But again, another hat tip that NCUA will be having more of a presence onsite in credit unions, particularly those small credit unions. All right, that's a wrap on next month's board meeting. Should be a doozy. They've got the budget. They've got the operating fee level. They may have something on the equity level. Usually the month following that, they'll have NCUA's revisions to their strategic plan and or their annual operating plan. And that dovetails into their priority letter to credit unions, which had 11 items on it last year, but I'll be watching for that. And I've heard some other things that might actually hit the board meeting in December, which could make it quite interesting, but stay tuned for that. All right, that's a wrap. I appreciate you listening as always. And I want to wish you and yours a fantastic Thanksgiving next week. Hopefully, you, if you're traveling, that goes well. That's it. This is Mark Treichel signing off with another episode of With Flying Colors. Thank you for joining us on this episode of With Flying Colors. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app to hear future episodes where subject matter experts of all varieties will provide tips on how to achieve success with NCUA. If you would like to learn more about how we assist credit unions, check out our services at marktreichel.com. 